Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. All right, let's take our Bibles and go to Ephesians chapter 3. And interestingly enough, Faith quoted part of this verse this morning while she was up here receiving offering. You know this verse of Scripture. You've heard it said here. You've said it yourself. You've read it. You might even have the tattoo. I don't know. But it's Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Let's all read this, these two verses. We're going to read 20 and 21. Can we all, actually, can we all just stand for a moment? Come on, like, like a good class. And I want us to all read nice and loud these words and declare them. I want you to think about your own life. I want you to think about the situation you may be in right now. Okay? Because when we get our eyes on the Word, that's when things can change. Okay? We get our eyes on the Word. get our eyes off of our problems, off of our troubles for just a moment. All right? They're glaring enough. But we need to get our eyes on the Word of God. Because it is truth. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Ready? Read. Now to him who is able. Read it. According to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And all my Catholics said. (laughs) All right. Amen. You may have a seat. The Lord be with you. I love all those traditions in the Catholic church. Now to him who is able to do. Now to him who is able to do. You know, he is able to do. He is able to do. God can. Everybody say, God can. All right, we're, going, we're talking about the... He has a power that is available and accessible to us. Also, <clears throat> um, God can do much more. God can do much more, which means that there is absolute potential. And then we also understand from this verse of Scripture that God can do much more through us according to the power that works in us. Now, that is an incredible partnership, isn't it? Yes, Pastor Eric, it is. Thank you. Now, to him who is able, to him who is able. Isaiah, I want to go over there for just a moment. Verse, uh, chapter 43 in verse 16, Isaiah chapter 43, in verse 16, it says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Now, what is this referring to? We'll see in verse 17. Who brings, you got to keep reading, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise they are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. So this is, Isaiah is referring back to this incredible event where God opened up the Red Sea, divided it in two, and the children of Israel walked across on dry land. And then as Pharaoh and all of the Egyptian army came in thundering after them, they went 
into the midst of the sea as well. And then God decided to close the sea upon them, and therefore they did not rise again. And that happened in Exodus chapter 14. I want to look here for just a moment in verse 13. The children of Israel, God, through these mighty acts, through these wondrous events, uh, got Pharaoh to finally bend his will and let uh, Moses take the children of Israel out of Egypt. They had been there 400 years, enslaved by the Egyptians. But now God was calling them out because he remembered his promise to Abraham, who he was in covenant with. And he had promised Abraham 400 years prior to this that he, his children, would inherit this land. And it would be an inheritance forever. But first there would be this period of time when they'd be brought into slavery, but now that time is over, praise God. And so there, Moses has come as an agent of God. He's, he's 80 years old at this point uh, when God called him to go and do this. And uh, you, you throw all the plagues, and finally the, the last straw that broke the camel's back there was that all of the firstborn in Egypt were dead. And Israel went out rich in gold and in silver, and not one feeble one was among them. So whoever had been sick, whoever was dealing with some kind of physical ailment, uh, in any way, God healed them that night. It's probably the greatest healing service ever because we're talking about two and a half to three million uh, Jews here and who had been, like as I said, in slavery for 400 plus years and uh, not treated well at all. So you know that there were definitely some physical infirmities to deal with along the way. And so this night, though, it says when they went out of there, David recounts this and says not one feeble one was among them. They get out of there, and they are heading toward the promised land, and now they come to kind of this, um, uh, they're, they're in between two cliffs, if you will, and c- approaching the Red Sea. And then, all of a sudden, terror strikes the hearts of the people as they look behind them, and they see this massive cloud of dust, and they see chariots and horses and Pharaoh and all of his army coming to get their slaves back. Because they came out of the fog and uh, of what had just happened to them, the grief of their, their sons being dead when they woke up in the morning and, and outraged by that, they decided they were going to go wreak havoc on Israel for what had happened. And so now Israel looks behind them and they see Pharaoh's army. They look on each side and there are these, these cliff walls and before them is the Red Sea. There is no way of escape. But, Mo- but Moses stands before the people Look at verse 13 of Exodus 14. Says to the people, do not be afraid. That's easy to say. Better, easier said than done, I should say, right? Don't be afraid. All of this situation here, all of this circumstance is fear producing. And that looks like that's all it is, right? Then look what he says. Stand still. Well, where else are we going to go, Moses? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Hmm? Turn to somebody and tell them this. The Lord will fight for you. 
and you shall hold your peace. Say it again. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Mm-hmm. Now to him who is able. I mean, this truth alone is powerful. This truth inspires hope for us that God can, that there is this capability, there is this power emanating from our God. It's vital to always remember this, especially when you're facing difficulties and problems above your own ability to resolve or to fix them. Dr. Helen Rosevere, she's a missionary to Africa, and she recounts this story about <clears throat> she, she, did, she birthed a lot of babies uh, over there, and she told about a mother who had died at the mission station after giving birth to a premature baby. Now, their conditions there were nowhere near advanced where we, that we have today. It's really quite primitive uh, where she's doing their mission work there. And uh, this incubator, if you will, was set up to keep this baby alive, but basically it was to lay the baby on a hot water bottle. Um, but the hot water bottle that they had was uh, in bad sorts, and so it was beyond repair. So during devotions that morning, the children were asked to pray for this baby. This is an orphanage also that Mrs. Um, Rosevere is overseeing. And so one of the girls responds, Dear God, please send a hot water bottle today. Tomorrow will be too late because by then the baby will be dead. And dear Lord, send a doll for the sister so she won't feel so lonely. So this premature baby had an older sister. That afternoon, this large parcel arrives from England, and um, the children are eagerly watching as they're opening uh, this box, much to their delight, under some clothing. It was a brand new hot water bottle. And this girl who had prayed that prayer said excitedly, well, if God sent that, I'm sure he can also send a doll. And sure enough, there was a doll there too. Now understand that this prayer was prayed that morning, but this package had been prepared five months prior to this day. These, uh, a church group of ladies in England had put this care package together and sent it there to the mission. And upon this day, this girl's prayer is answered exactly as she asked. Now as you consider, listen, your situation, it may seem that the Lord is asking you to do Maybe something illogical, go figure. And you may think, why would God prompt me to do this? Or why? Listen to me. His power is available. God can, but he needs people to know that he can and to trust him. Are you hearing me today? I, uh, but remember that what you do today, it could be the answer to somebody's prayer tomorrow. Because God is outside of time. The past, the future, the present, they all belong to him. So have faith in God. Let, let the one who holds the past, who holds the future, who holds the present, be your guide. And understand that he can, and nothing's impossible for him. Isaiah says also, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are speaking, I will hear. When you know that God is able, when you know that his is the power, it opens your life to a whole new reality. You can live in total confidence and full assurance that there's nothing too big, praise God. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing too difficult for our God. Nothing is impossible. 
Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So not only do we learn from this passage that God can, but we also learn that God can do more. God can do much more, exceedingly abundantly. Wow. The country of Spain is the great southwestern peninsula of Europe. And it juts out between two seas, as does no other country on that continent. And as uh, the Spaniards, at one time, they prided themselves uh, on, on the supposed fact that Spain was the last place to discover, last piece of earth. They were the most westward that you could possibly be, and there was nothing beyond Spain. So as they were getting their roots down and establishing themselves as a country, guess they came up with this motto, this Latin phrase, ne plus ultra, or in Texas it's ne plus ultra. <laughs> and they even, they even uh, put it on their coins, and it became their motto, nothing beyond, nothing beyond. This is the last great discovery of earth. And anything beyond here is just an expanse of water. It's a shoreless ocean, a mystery never to be solved. The, it also means the highest point. Nothing beyond are the highest point. So, guess what? After they had all of their, their coins printed with this, and this was their national motto, nothing more beyond. And then all of a sudden, this Italian sailor gets on this boat called, boat called the Santa Maria and <laughs> proves otherwise. As he found out, there definitely was more beyond. So now what do they do? They're in this juxtaposition. They've all rallied around this, this national cry. Nothing more to see here. But now, so they did one simple thing. They modified their motto. They changed it, motto, <laughs> motto, their motto. They changed it from ne plus ultra to just plus ultra. They dropped the ne. Listen, there's, un, there's more for you to learn. There's more for you to experience. There's more for you to discover because he is the God of more. Hmm? You need to drop the nays from your life. There is no way. There is no, there is no solution. There is no, 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 no. Get that stuff out. There is more. Plus ultra. Say it. Plus ultra. More than you think. All right? Don't say there's nothing more. There is more. Get the, the nays from your thinking and believing. The Bible tells us that God can do more. So what does that mean? We have to believe for more. Hmm? To believe that. So that you'll ask for more. So that you will think more. God can do more. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. So all of this potential, all of this power, God wants to reveal it through us. God can do much more through you. God can do much more through you. He wants to do much more through you. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. He wants you to believe that he's able to do what he said he would do. Like your father Abraham who was fully persuaded that God is able to do whatever he promised he will do. Anybody believe that today? Any ch children of Abraham in the house today? God can do more through us. Job says that, look at, look at creation. 
This is one of the more positive parts of the entire book of Job. <laughs> but he says, now ask the beasts of the field and they will tell you and the birds of the air will declare to you and the fish of the sea will let you know the hand of the Lord has wrought this. Creation is crying out. It's crying out the goodness of God, the ability of God, the love of God, the glory of God. There's a, there's a burden. You've heard me tell this story before, but I find this a, so much in creation, just studying different species of animals and all those kinds of things. You really see the extraordinary God uh, that loves us and who started all of this. But this, this one particular bird is called the bar-tailed godwit. And they call it the godwit because there's some answers that they don't really have about it. And um, this bird is about a pound. It's not a huge bird. And it really doesn't have a, a big wingspan as a result of that. So this bird doesn't get to soar like the eagle does. It doesn't get to just cascade its wings out and, and soar on the winds. This bird has to flap the entire time. It has to beat its wings in order to fly the entire time. There is no soaring. It's all work. This bird lives, it's a migratory bird that he lives, or she lives, in New Zealand and Alaska. Now, if you just think about that, that's a long way apart. There's a lot of expanse between New Zealand and Alaska. But this bird, half the year lives in Alaska and half, the other half lives in New Zealand. They tracked this one particular female godwit in 2007, the satellite tracking, and they were stunned to find out that this bar-tailed godwit, who flew all by herself, it's not like the golden plover. We've talked about the golden plover. They fly in V formation, right, and drafting, and so they don't have to work as hard because they live in Alaska and Hawaii. Tough life there. This bar-tailed godwit flew nonstop, nonstop flight, of 7,145 miles. That's almost a third of the way around the globe. Think about that. Non-stop, nine straight days, day and night of flapping its wings. They said that the energy that was spent by this bird would be like you and I running at a full sprint for seven straight days. We're talking about a one-pound bird. And there's no way for this bird to evolve. <laughs> you got to have all the stuff working before you take off. you got to have all your parts before you take off because uh, it's over if, they, if she didn't make it. Now, they don't always make that trek. Sometimes that they'll stop over in Asia. But still, either way, it's a long way. But they found it extraordinary. This one female particularly, in particular did it. In nine days, 7,145 miles, with no water, no food, just flapping the wings for nine straight days. She made it. Something like 70,000 of these migratory birds make this trip twice a year, one to New Zealand and one to Alaska. Amazingly enough, these, these observers said that when those godwits are coming in for their landing after their long trip, They'll hit the beach, take a couple of steps, and immediately fall to sleep. <laughs> Wouldn't you too? And they sleep for hours upon hours. 
But right before that, that God leaves, it does pack up on fat. And it and and expands and gets about twice the as fat as it normally is for that trip. But still, either way, nine straight days of nonstop flying. Ask the beast and they'll tell you. The birds of the air will declare to you. Listen, our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. See, God wants to demonstrate his ability, his power, his much more through you in this incredible partnership. Amen. You're not alone in your life. God is with you every step of the way. He sees things as they are. And as you, as you plan your way and as you order, uh, he orders your steps as you plan your way, the Bible says. What an incredible partnership. And it's always more than what we ever dreamed or thought. You and God working together. And he longs to demonstrate his love and his power through you. Your physical eyes can only see things as they are or as they are not. And that's good on one level, but what can they do, they do about the things that they see or don't see? That's why you and I need faith in God, because faith changes things. And God has given us this invitation, if you will. This is what I'm able to do. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. And his power working through you is more powerful than any trouble that you may be facing or difficulty. Because God's word shows you and I what life can be. What it can be. And faith in his word releases this power for you to reach that kind of potential. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for this time together with your people. Thank you, Lord for the incredible love that you have shown toward us in that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. You died for our sins. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you did not want to spend eternity without us. But God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. You didn't impute our trespasses to us because you imputed our trespasses to your son who gladly bore our sins and the consequences of those sins, which is death. And we thank you for the exchange that you made with us that you became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. You became poor so that we might become rich. You became a curse so that we might become blessed. You became wounded so that we might become healed. And you, the Son of God, became the Son of Man so that we, the sons of men, could become sons of God. What a marvelous exchange. So, Father, I thank you for showing yourself strong on your people's behalf. You've not called us. Life with you is not just a normal, everyday kind of life. You are a God who does miracles and still does miracles today. You are a God who's not limited by or to our physical circumstances. But, Father, I thank you 
that this law of faith elevates our lives to live the God kind of life. And I pray, God, for everyone who has a need here. Lord, those who are facing challenges right now, I thank you for giving them the wisdom, giving them the help. Lord, taking these opportunities that they, as they put their faith in you, as they turn to you, Lord, that you will show yourself strong on their behalf so that, Lord, their life will be a living testimony of God with us, God in us, and God for us. And I declare today that God is on your side. And because he's on your side, it doesn't matter what has come against you in this moment. He's on your side. And because God's on your side, and since God's on your side, you're going to win this deal because he's already given you the victory. Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed because he's faithful. Hold fast your confession of hope. Hold fast your confession of faith. Huh? Again. 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 I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. Say it again. <laughs> I tried it. Keep trying. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. And you will be established. Thank you, Father God, that you're a very present help in times of need. You know the hearts. You know the situations. You know every person here through and through. And I thank you, Father God, for being with them and helping them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for that incredible good news that has come to our ears that changed everything for us and will change people's lives for years to come, that Christ died for our sins and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. And we believe that today and we thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. For, for just a moment, if you're here and you need healing in your body, I want to pray specifically for you. If you're here, just, or you want to just stand in for somebody. Could you just raise your hand where you are? I want to see you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Or do you see these who are, who are lifting their hands, who are reaching up, God, to you for help? You were wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon Jesus, and by his stripes we are healed. So I declare in the same afternoon, thank you, Lord, in the same afternoon that blood was shed for our redemption and for our forgiveness, that stripes were laid on our Savior's back for our healing. Just as sure as we are forgiven, we are healed. So I thank you right now for healing. Thank you, Lord, for uh, restoration, for repair. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, for relief from pain. In the name of Jesus, your name is above every name and every sickness, every malady, every calamity, every disease is subject to the name of Jesus. So we declare in the name of Jesus that they are healed. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ in Jesus' precious name. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and all of your house and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.